millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hello, and welcome to the Living History UK podcast, a podcast for the discerning and knowledge hungry historians out there. You can support our podcast and get much more from Living History UK by joining our Patreon from just £1. And by doing so, you'll be a part of an ever-growing community and really help to make a difference as we strive to keep history alive. But for now, enjoy this podcast. Hello and welcome to the Living History UK podcast. It is I, Pete Nill, and I am joined today by my ever-dutiful colleague, Steve Davis. Steve, how are you? I'm good. Cheers, mate. I've been incredibly busy, um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not too bad. I'm a little bit tired. I've been making feels like hundreds of ration packs, but I can't complain. How are you keeping anyway, mate? Yeah, I'm doing good. Thanks, mate. Yeah, just uh, just trying to find hours in the day like yourself <laughs> at the minute. <laughs> yeah, time and tide wait for for no man, but it's it's uh, it's always a pleasure to sit down and you know, sort of go through uh, the motions of recording a podcast. I do enjoy it. It's the highlight of my highlight of my week. It really is. It's uh, good fun. Nice to catch up and chew the fat about things, all, you know, all, all things living history, of course, and and films in this case. It is indeed, uh, because today we are doing an episode which we haven't actually done before, I've just realised. Uh, we've done a few, like, film reviews in the past, Um but this is the first time we're actually reviewing a movie trailer. It is indeed. And of course, the caveat is, I think the trailer is only, only one and a half minutes long. But our podcast is definitely going to be a bit longer than that. We're going to you know, really look at the sort of history behind the film, when it's coming out, who's in it. And uh, first sort of uh, interpretations, of course, of what we've seen uh, trailer wise. So what do, you, what do you think of on the surface of it, the, the trailer itself, Pete? I think it's going to be quite a good film. What we've seen in that, like, one and a half, two minutes, I think it's going to be quite a good film. But I can feel that you're all itching to know what this trailer is and what film it is. Well, the film is The Great Escaper, and it's starring national treasure Michael Caine and Glenda Jackson as well. Um, so the story 
is based on the true story of World War II veteran Bernard Johnson. Uh, not Johnson, Jordan, sorry. Jordan. <laughs> Bernard Jordan. Um, who, in 2014, he escaped his care home uh, to attend the seventh and uh, 70th anniversary um, commemorations of D-Day in Normandy. And, you know, I remember that being in the news um, back I in the day. Well. I it's, do uh... as well as Manhunt went on for a 90-year-old who suddenly just went missing and just turns up in France. <laughs> I mean, when it was first reported, of course, it was like, uh, oh, blimey, you know, it's like sort of, you know, uh, war veterans gone missing, no one knows where he is. But of course, very, very quickly, people started to realise, hang on a sec, it's, isn't it the uh, anniversary of Normandy and could he potentially have gone over there? And then, yeah, news broke and... Of course, you know, thankfully he was and he was safe and sound and so forth. But of course, Hollywood have, have got got in on the story, in on the act as they do, pardon the pun, and uh, have put a film together, uh, which is, of course, if you mentioned, it's got Michael Caine in. You're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. You know, couldn't, national, couldn't treasure, national treasure, national <laughs> treasure, national treasure. I know, I can't, I can't believe how old Michael Caine actually yeah, is. Yeah, he's actually 90 himself now crazy it's um in, in fact I, I was doing a little bit of research on this and uh of course bernard jordan when he went to the uh, the anniversary d-day in 2014 was 89 kane is 90 in the film but they they actually had a different lead actor i believe who was going to be playing the role of jordan when they first started filming it a few years ago do you know who that was pete i haven't got a clue actually who was it well i at first didn't have a clue it was and this is on a news story that i come across on the net and um, it was someone in like prosthetics, uh, face makeup, and everything. And I'm, I'm believing it's the same because it's the same principle based on the story of the Great Escaper. And it was actually Piers Brosnan. Ah, I mm. believe there is another film coming out, which is also sort of based around ah. Bernard Jordan as well, which is coming out around about the same time, which I've oh, heard God. about, and that's got Piers Brosnan in it. Yeah, so it's. I think it's called the Last Rifleman, which really confused me. Yeah, like, that confused me because I looked through that as well. Yeah, because that's actually coming out. That's actually being done. That is right. Oh, that'll be or interesting. Has been to done. Yeah, so there's two films based on him coming out about the same time, which is very peculiar. <laughs> if you ask it, me, it really threw me because I was reading this news story with Piers Brosnan in, and I, I thought, well, what was it called, the Last Rifleman? Because I'm, I'm pretty sure that. No, Bernard Jordan wasn't. Was I think he was a Navy man, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Yes, he was in the Navy. Yeah, and that, and that also threw me as well when it said the last Rothman. I'm like, well, the bloke was in the Navy. Um, and like you even see it like in the trailer, uh, when Michael Caine's got the medals on, he's actually got naval medals on, like he's got the Pacific Star and all that sort of stuff going on. So I'm like, so why uh, why is it called the Last Rifleman if it was about a bloke who's in that who's in the Navy? It's prob probably one of those stories like U five seven one, you know, the Americans capturing the Enigma codes and so forth. Where actually, we all know it was a local man to me, Colin Grazier. Um, you know, the, the Hollywood has got hold of this story and completely changed it and tried to brand it as one and the same. But it, it's worth mentioning though that the the link with uh, you know the Great Escaper is a film that we're talking about with Kane in seems to be much more true to to the story of what actually happened with um, mm. Bernard Jordan 
in my eyes, from what I've seen. I mean, obviously, yeah, I can't watch a film. I think, but... yeah, that's something I, you know, when I was watching the trailer, is I think it is quite true, I think, to how the story came about, you know, how it actually happened, you know, because he did want to go to Normandy and he was told that it was too late for him to, like, sign up to go. Um, so he decided that he was going to get there himself. <laughs> so, um, and without a passport as well, I hasted to have that. <laughs> if I remember right, originally he jumped on a tour bus or something. He, he found this bus that was heading over there and he and he just jumped on it. <laughs> he was like, oh, I'll get on here. And he managed to get over. And yeah, no one checked his passport or nothing. <laughs> It, it is amazing. I, I remember at the time he, he he was on the ferry going over, and the I think it was a Brittany ferry, if memory serves me well. And I remember that the staff really took took him under like the wing, and they were they were feeding him and really looking after him, and they made him like an honorary um, sort of member of Brittany ferries, and said, "Whenever you want to come back to Normandy, we'll give you free passage," which is so cool. Like you know, I yeah. Mean, okay, yeah, companies will do that because they obviously get something from it. But, like, that was that was so awesome, you know, to yeah. people that got behind him and got behind, you know, what those those guys as a wider collective were, were going to do. Because, you know, yes, it's a, it's a, it's a heartwarming story of this you know, veteran going back to, to Normandy. You know, isn't it lovely on the surface of it for those who aren't educated? But the reality is, actually, it's... A massive, massive closure, I should imagine, for someone like that was in his boots. You know, I've seen it firsthand myself with with people and personally when you go back somewhere where something's happened to you in your life and you reflect on it, whether it's good or bad. And I'm sure we all mm. have who, who are listening, but to be in that gentleman's shoes, watching from you know the the deck of of, of the ship he was on on the sixth of June '44, looking towards the beaches, I think when he was going across on that ferry back to reunite with his mates who were the lucky ones. I'm sure that was, that was pretty much closure for him. Quite, quite hard. Yeah. To and it's in, that seems to come across in the trailer as well. Cause it, it, there's a moment where he's sat in the cemetery, not, not sat. So he stood talking to a grave in the cemetery and that's obviously part of that, uh, reflection of what it was all about. And I think some of it as well, I think is possibly like a bit of a coming of age sort of thing is, you know, coming to terms with being, 90 years old and it being like 70 years later and he's not like 19 or 21 anymore. So it's sort of coming to terms with being old, but also coming to terms of what he actually had to go through when he was over there. I think that's the sort of vibe I get from the trailer anyway. Hmm. It, it look it looks really promising. It, it's a, I don't often go and watch films in the cinema. I, I could probably count on, on, on one hand. Uh, how many films I've been to see in the cinema over the past sort of five, six years, Dunkirk being one, which we went to see back in we the did. day, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, with, with Joe Bristol and Dell, who, who are listeners of the podcast. So we'll give them a little honorary mention there. And if I remember correctly, we had a five guys before as well, which you weren't impressed with. But that's No, I wasn't. I was, not impressed. <laughs> I was not impressed with the five guys. Yeah, other other uh, sort of eating venues are available. And we, we heartily endorse Beefy Boys, of course. Indeed. Um, it's a bit of... Uh, an unpaid promotion, if I, if you will. But um, one thing that did sort of interest me and piqued my interest a little bit, which I thought was almost a sort of intertwined story with having watched the trailer and come away from it and found out a little bit more about the film is we have this, of course, this story of, you know, Ronald, uh, sorry, of uh, Jordan, you know, going through, going back over to uh, to Normandy 
and you know reunited with his friends and, and be really keen to get back over there. That was that was a story in itself, which obviously the film centers around. But behind the scenes was a, a reun um, a reuniting of Kane and a fellow um, film star, so uh, Glenda Jackson. Indeed, yeah, and and unfortunately, not long after filming, she died. Unfortunately, mm. not long after they wrapped and. You know, got the, all the shots done. Literally, I think it was literally within months of them finishing the film, she mm. passed away. Yeah, it's, it's, got, it, it's, yeah, it's it must have been quite hard for them having filmed that. I believe she did get to see the film before she passed away and loved it. Oh, did she? That's good. I mean, that's, she managed to see like the final edit of it. Yeah, although that was something I saw reported, I think it was in the Daily Mail. So you know that might not. Oh, you ain't got to for the Daily Mail. Um, <laughs> not that I read the Daily Mail. I'm just putting that out there, but it's a story I found on the net. And if you do read the Daily Mail, that's fine. You know, no problem. Um, but yeah, it was. I thought you know, other newspapers are available. <laughs> they are indeed. Yeah, we should go on commission. Yeah, but, it, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's definitely definitely a story that. You know, when the film does come out in, I think it's the start of October when it's released, we'll we'll go and watch it. Uh, hopefully, mm. the three of us, and then we'll do do a full review on the film because I mean, the story in itself, film aside, is is absolutely you know amazing. It kind of serves to stand as testament to the, the fortitude, strength, and and courage of that generation, which were, in my eyes, the best generation. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that and the First World War generation, I mm. think. Uh, those two, you're never going to see the likes of those people ever again. Um, but yeah, I think it's all, it's got, I think it's got something for everybody as well um, in the film. It's because it, there's definitely going to be humour in there because that that was made quite plain almost at the very beginning of the trailer when um, uh, Michael Caine turns around to uh, Glenda Jackson, who's playing his wife. Uh, he goes, oh, I'm going to take you for a spin down on the seafront. And then when we get back, uh, I think they've booked a stripper for you. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. It's what you need. It's what you need. It is. So I think there's going to be some good humour in there. And so, yeah, I think it's got it's got everything you kind of want in a drama. I think it's got humour in there. It's got, you know... Um, the actual drama of him getting there and him having to deal with what he's got to deal with when he gets there. But also obviously you've got the uh, relationship between him and his wife as well. Cause there's also there's flashback scenes as well. So there's a couple, so he's obviously they've recreated some of the memories that he's going to be uh, reminiscing about when during the film. No, that that that'll be interesting. That'll help set the scene. I like that. Mm. It's not just confined to the present day, because yeah, yeah I, I should imagine. Well, I can't speak with experience, but I should well imagine, you know, those veterans who of any conflict for that matter who go anywhere where you know they were in combat will have you know flashbacks. You know, not just necessarily in that location, but you know, I think it helps them kind of remember things, and it's just human nature in that sense. You know. Yeah, I think it's going to be quite similar to a film Michael Caine did a fair few years ago now. Um, oh, what's it called? Is it called Going Out in Style? Is it called? Mm, um, sure. It's Michael Michael Caine. Ray Winston's in it. Oh, he okay. plays it. He plays his son. Um, oh, and a couple of other another couple of well known actors are in it. 
and yeah and i've i think it's going to be quite similar to that because it's because there's a lot of flashbacks in that and it's like there's like there's a journey in it Mm. um so those of you that want to see it i'm I'm sure it's called going out in style i'm sure it is and what it is it's a story of um i think this bloke was called jack i think um that's the michael kane character who ends up dying he he ends up having uh cancer or something like that um and he dies and it's the journey of his son and his two best mates going off on this journey to go and scatter his ashes but in that there's like memories and there's flashbacks of him like in the lead up before he dies but then there's flashbacks going back to like say like the 1960s um then there's one one of his mates um he was actually in the army with like during the, during the second world war, they were both in North Africa together. So then there's like flashbacks of them two in North Africa, uh, and it sort of going to like the 1950s and sort of coming up to that sort of present day. I think it's sort I think it's meant to be set in 1990 or 1992 or something like that. It's meant to be set, but yeah, it, it, that's, that's quite good. That's, that's worth a watch. It's not a bad film. It's not the best film in the world, but it, it's, it's, it's a nice British film film and i think it's going to be very similar to that in the way it's sort of mm. laid out i think mm. and, and of course the the best film ever is of course a bridge too far and there's no argument with that <laughs> well don't well i think that could be a discussion for another <laughs> well, time i wouldn't i wouldn't say it is the best film of all time don't but it's open the can of worms but it's definitely up there with the epics <laughs> with the war epics as it i is. call them so yeah it's yeah. i wouldn't say it's the bestest film i've ever seen in my life the but, best of the best <laughs> yeah but it's definitely it's definitely in my list of top 10 of war epics mm. um or top 10 of war films which he is also in and he's also a veteran as well michael Kane. Yes. he fought in korea as a national serviceman mm. i'm glad glad you glad you mentioned that actually because i was mm. just about to weave that into our sort of uh weave of thought but no you've you picked me to the post there but yeah he, completely correct and um, not many people know that she's pretty pretty awesome really so i think having a veteran of near enough the same era playing you know yeah. a veteran i think he can draw on some good you know first-hand accounts and experience in that sense it's quite nice but um yeah, definitely. so when when is the film out pete have you got the release date october october uh, october so I, I believe it's the 23rd I want to say the twenty third. Okay, but it is definitely going to be October Excellent. if everything goes to plan. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm I'm sure it will do. And as I say, the three of us will definitely have to go and watch it together. But we will, yeah, and do a do an actual proper breakdown of the film and all the rest of it. So I think it's mm. I think it'll be well worth doing. I think. Yes, absolutely. It's not very often we get a film like this that we can, you know, sort of uh, sink our teeth into a little bit, which is quite nice. Yeah. But of course, escaping care homes to escaping care homes because you will be escaping your uh, care home at the end of August for Military Odyssey, will you not? I shall. Yes, I will be. Yes, August Bank Holiday. I will be there with the Farnell or Dan. <laughs> oh, <Annie>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he's at work tonight when we, we we're recording this, so he can't join us. But yeah, the the lads minus me are all, all going to uh, military odyssey, which we all know is your favourite event, isn't it, Pete? It is. It always holds a special place for me. 
It will. <laughs> it's the first event I ever went to as a punter. It was the first event I ever did in living history as well. So yeah, it's yeah. always going to be a a very so it's my it's my anniversary weekend. <laughs> it is. It's my anniversary weekend. Uh, well, it's just like me with the victory show that we're at. Obviously, a week after military Odyssey, you know, it's mm. always nice to go back on an annual basis to an event where you can kind of measure what you've learned from last year, you know, and where you started. It's nice to like evoke evoke memories in that sense. And like we, I was saying earlier in this podcast, you know, sometimes returning to you know the scene of the crime in uh, in your case uh, or somewhere where you've <laughs> had a good or a bad memory, you know, for everyone. When you go back there, it evokes um, evokes you know feelings that you almost forgot you had. Like we have people come to Middleton Hall where I work, and they'll say, you know, can't you look in the Great Hall because I got married here five years ago or whatnot. And almost all the time, they burst into tears. You know that draws that emotion out, and it's arguably the same for you know, people when they go back to uh, you know where they where they were involved in combat and similar. It's um, really amazing. But we do have a you know a few events to look forward to. Of course, we've got Military Odyssey, we've got the Victory Show. And we've got we have Ways Festival, which I'm really looking forward to because I did that last year. And yeah, we're literally Pete... doing three on the bounce there. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be a bit of a bit of a killer for you, I think. Doing three, two's two's bad enough. Week two weekends in a row, but three is is proper proper commitment. I'll, I'll Someone's got to hold up the standard, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> if you don't mind saying so, you someone's got to go and greet the public, haven't they? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so don't forget to take your sharpie pen. <laughs> oh dear but yes we've we've got some some fantastic events and i've been spending many many magic beans over the past couple of weeks i've treated myself to some new sas kit i know we love talking about kit but slowly improving the impression always moving forward as we all should be in living history i did uh, an original mark one field compass and pouch to my uh to my uh pistol order belt and also managed to uh, treat myself to some new fancy SAS insignia. But I'm so excited, Pete, because I finally, and I know you already know this, but I've finally got my hands on, drum roll please, a Steve Kiddle Denison smock. And it is insanely good. I'm so chuffed with it. It is the Rolls Royce of de- reproduction Denison smocks. And yeah, guys, if you're looking at getting yourself a smock, don't go anywhere else. Just go straight to Steve Kiddle. Although that being said, I did have to wait a while for it, a few years, but they are bloody, bloody good. But- yeah, well, some of that alone because of obviously the whole world closing down. Wow, but, yeah. yeah. But still, yeah, it, you know, it, it's a long wait um, because so many people want them. And mm-hmm. they are they are now undisputedly the best reproduction of a Denison smock you're ever going to get. They are. I'm... Um- I wouldn't say I'm in love with it because that'd just be weird, but it's like I look at you it, are, though, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> I am really looking forward to uh, to wearing it, to be honest. That uh, we have Wise Fest and at Victory Show too. I mean, I might there's an outside chance I could appear at um at Military Odyssey, but as things stand at the minute, it's unlikely. But uh, I've got so much stuff to do before then, all these ration packs and so forth. But yeah, it's it's coming together. It's like our kind of high high season for us, like high noon. Uh, everything all like happens at once. Um, well, it does, yeah, yeah. This is that time of year. I remember last year we were pretty much doing something solidly for about three, four months. Mm, yeah. It literally got it literally got to like June, and then we it weren't until like October. But we're like, we were saying like to ourselves like right, 
November will be absolutely fine. It's only until November now. And then suddenly we had a load of more stuff come through for November because they end up um, adding a few more things. I'm like, oh, no. And then it got <laughs> to October. I, I was burnt out by October. I was absolutely yeah. shattered by October. I was just mentally drained from it, just being on a constant roll. Like, it was, I think, out of that space of four months, I think I actually had something like, two weekends at home Mm, um because if i weren't yeah if i were yeah because if i yeah apart from what those two weekends of being at home or we were either doing something living issue uk orientated or i was being a socialite somewhere (laughs) (laughs) that's the clean way of putting it um Um, uh, being a socialite and yeah oh it was just mad it it was a mad four months it was, and yeah, I, I couldn't do that again. That would absolutely completely mm. really drain me. So luckily, we're we're literally just doing it for a month this time this time round. <laughs> yes, that, thankfully so, because it does, as you've said, it takes its toll on you. It really, really does. There's only you know you can easily stop enjoying events if you just keep doing the same time period over and over again. You know, varieties of spice of life, but it's it's exciting. It's nice to look forward to these events. We've got those three we've already mentioned all in a row. Then we've got Wallingford at the start of October, um, which is an event we've talked about numerous times on the podcast. Nice little heritage railway event. And then I think it's two weeks after that, uh, we'll be at Avoncroft, which is a fantastic venue in itself. So I think... Um, and then that will be it. <laughs> well, <laughs> until next time. <laughs> yeah. And then we'll be out filming again. <laughs> yeah, then we'll be out filming again, yeah. Mm. And, and, you know, if you guys are looking for something to watch on YouTube, then do head over to our YouTube account because we've just released, uh, only only just over a week ago, a documentary on the Battle of po- uh, po- Powick, as I should say, Powick Bridge, not Powick. The locals pronounce it Powick. Um, but there is a new documentary being released imminently on our YouTube account as well, which is a continuation of our Man at Arms series. It is indeed. So your visual stimulations will be quenched for the next couple of months. <laughs> certainly one, certainly one way of putting it. In fact, <laughs> what's just come to? I spoke to our our friend Dominic Blythe earlier. Some of you might remember him from. Crime Watch. Um, yeah. But Dom's Dom's going to be joining us at the Victory Show, and um, we're going to get him to do do a bit of a, a live podcast with us, which I think is going to be quite cool. So I know that's news to you, Pete, but it's going to be something it is a bit news different. To me. So it's going to be it's going to be good. We'll do a record a podcast at the Victory Show, and a bit of a, a, a live recording, which we can then put out after the event, which will be really cool. Mm-hmm. So you got lots to look forward to, lots to look forward to, and some familiar and old voices to boot. Indeed, it'd be good. It'd be good to hear Dom's voice on the podcast again. It, I mean, he's, he's definitely got a, a unique sense of humour. He's, he's a great. He's guy. just unique. He's just unique. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He is unique. He's um. He's had a lot on in life lately. I know that. So he's. I know. I know he listens to the podcast. So hello, Dom. Yeah. Shalom. <laughs> hello, Dom. <laughs> but yeah, he's, he's had a he's had a lot on, but he's uh, coming back into the groove now, which is uh, which is fantastic. It really, really is. So as we are still on the subject of podcasts, Steve, is there any honourable mentions that you'd like to uh, voice on this episode? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, 
what what I've been listening to quite a lot over the past uh, couple of days, whilst making these ration packs on my days off. Oh no, I'm a madman. But listening to We Have Ways, making you talk, of course, fantastic podcast. Predominantly, of course, World War Two based. Al Murray, James Holland, great podcast, really really enjoyable. But a podcast that's recently sprang up over the past um, couple of months is called Cavalier Cast. So if you're really into Civil War history, which I'm sure you all know I am at the moment, it's it's a podcast purely dedicated to the Wars of the Three Kingdoms, uh, ran by a fantastic uh, gentleman, an author as well, called Mark, a uh, really, really top guy. He listens to the Living History UK podcast as well, so hello, Mark. But uh, yeah, if you're, if you're looking for something to listen to that's a little bit different and you want to learn something on a subject that hasn't really been covered in the podcasting world, Go and check, uh, go and check Cavalier Cast out because it's it's new, it's fresh, it's original, and it's really really interesting as well. But uh, aside from the the Spice World uh, sort of Spice Girls podcast and the monthly one, of course, have you been listening to uh, anything new lately, Pete? Oh, and Aqua, don't forget Aqua. We love a bit of Aqua, don't we, Steve? And don't, you, and don't you deny it? No, don't pretend that you don't. I couldn't. couldn't lie. <laughs> Not to you. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> um, yes, I have actually. I've been listening to Betwixt the Sheets with uh, Kate Lister. So, uh, yeah, that's quite an interesting historical podcast. Um, so if you like raunchy things and things of that kind of nature, um that's what she does. She does the history of smuttiness. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's only natural and expected that you listen to that. It, that is also correct. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that bombshell. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's um, obviously same as above. I've been listening to you know, Twitch Seats. We have ways like yourself, um, fighting on film as well. That's mm. always interesting to listen yep. to their perspective on war, on the different war films and that that they uh, have a chat about. So yeah, that, that's sort of my extent of podcasts. I don't get to listen to podcasts that often. It's only really when I'm on long journeys or journeys that are mm. going to be a, a good at least like an hour yeah. um, that I then I'll, I'll bung one on. Um, so yeah, they're 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 me sort of they me sort of staples I'm going with at the moment. But also, sure. while we're still on the subject of post well, postcodes <laughs> podcasts, <laughs> postcode lottery. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> we are in the charts again. Da, 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 da. Da, da, da. So with uh, Pod Blast, historic Pod Blast, um, they have ranked us number seven. As of sun, our Sunday that's just gone. So as we've recorded this, we are currently number seven in their top ten of historical podcasts. Fantastic. That's amazing. Oh. Well, creeping to listeners. number one. <laughs> creeping to number one. We're we creeping. Are. We're creeping. We are climbing the charts. And also on Spotify, I've noticed that we've got uh, 32 five-star reviews, which is incredible. So we're... Uh, if you're listening to us on Spotify and haven't given us a review yet, then please do. Because, oh, yes, uh, please do. Because that helps us out massively, that does. Yeah, it means more people will be more likely to listen to an episode based on your recommendations. So, yeah, share yeah. away. Review yeah. away. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the more people that will give reviews, star, uh, give us the stars. When people search histro- historical podcasts, it'll creep us further up that list when you when they go up there. So 
so we can get out there a bit more and more people can listen to us chat about history and other yeah. stuff. Absolutely. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, what it, it's what it's all about. It's good fun. It's, I, I, I love the podcast. It's mad. It is crazy. I want to think, you know, started a TikTok live what, two years ago nearly. Mm. Oh, people say you should do a podcast. Oh, great. You know, yeah. Okay, then. And yeah, all oh, 80 odd, nearly 90 episodes in. Mad. <laughs> yeah. We're not, not far to the 100th episode anniversary. I oh, know we're definitely gonna have to do something. I know we're gonna do some um sort of bonus and shorter episodes as we get towards mm. you know victory show, military odyssey, we have ways fest and so forth. We do a preview and a review, plus yeah. plus even a, the live podcast at Victory Show I've already mentioned. So uh exciting Absolutely. times ahead. Indeed. So I think that rounds us up quite nicely for this episode, I think, Stephen. As Freddie Mercury would say, yes indeed. Yes indeed. So thank you so much for joining us for this episode. And I hope that you go and watch the trailer of The Great Escaper as well. It's on YouTube. Um, and please tell us your thoughts as well. If you if you agree or even if you disagree with what we uh, think the film may or may not be. So until next time, stay safe and keep history alive. If you've enjoyed this podcast and want to support it, then why not send us a PayPal donation? All donations help us pay to host the podcast and for us to create new content for your enjoyment. Furthermore, if you would like to submit a question or even a subject matter for the podcast, join Patreon and send us a message. We'd love to hear from you. The links are in our bio. Until next time, keep history alive.